There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Rad. And I'm Paul, and welcome to Game for Anything, the podcast where we're disgustingly down for whatever comes round. I feel like you did that intro particularly sultry, but we'll ignore it. We'll ignore it. On today's episode, an apple a day keeps the mental illness away. We solve crime on the streets of dystopian Detroit by shooting it right in the face in Robocop Rogue City. And oh, something's got me mad. Something's got me real mad. We have opinions and some of them are fury based. Rad, why are you so angry? He says, fully knowing the answer. Okay. So Paul and I are in different cities. I live on Gadigal land in Sydney. Paul lives in Nam, Melbourne. So we do this whole podcast thing remotely. Mm. It's 2023. That's very normal. We use a service called Riverside, which I pay for, which I pay human money dollars for. Really cool service. There's there's others like it in the market, like Zencaster, which I have another angry story about. I'm an angry person. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's like it does a video call uh and it records the audio and the video locally mm-hmm. so it can do that in high quality and keep your kind of stream to each other auto adjusting so it can like buffer that and let the quality drop there but essentially in the end it's supposed to give you a high quality video and audio recording and then it's got a bunch of cool stuff like it can clip up that video for TikToks for you automatically and does a transcript and blah 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 So far, Mm. I had been loving the service. I think it's a very clever idea. Now, Rad, it's fair to say that something went slightly wrong uh, in Riverside's process. (sighs) Could you tell us what happened? Yeah, we recorded a whole last episode and lost, like, the whole thing, didn't we? I know that everyone says this Tenacious D tribute bullshit, but honestly, I think it was our best episode, and I left with almost a drug high. I was so happy and then we got the video files back and one of them was six minutes long and one was 36 and one of these things is not like the other so it's been how many emails back and forth oh i think like eight at this stage as well as an Mm. online tech support chat uh and in my own digging i found that the way that this service works which sounds insane to me is it doesn't actually record locally like it says you know it says it, it records local files and therefore that's why you get high quality and that to me also sounds like there's a redundancy like there's something to make sure that your file doesn't get lost the fact that it's being saved onto your hard drive this whole time yeah that's not how it works it saves the files into the cache for your browser and then uploads it to the cloud from there and it seems like it just didn't save it there or something went wrong, or it like refreshed us. I don't know. They're apparently looking into it, but the file just isn't there, Paul. It's just not there. 
there is a chance. I know I'm being naive, right? But I'm clinging to the hope that somehow one of their tech people will find the missing episode and we'll be able to release it for listeners. But in terms of tech, this seems about as smart as me like giving vital information to my dad and then asking him to recall it to me verbatim the next day. Like it does not seem a particularly watertight (laughs) method of conveying data. Look, I've used Riverside quite a bit and I've never really had a problem. And you can... All you like say, Rad, you're supposed to have redundancies. You're supposed to record in like your own separate door as well. Some people even have a third redundancy by having a Zoom recorder in front of them uh, while they do things like podcasts. Mm. But I'm a trusting gal. (laughs) And if something tells me it's going to work, I'm like, she seems like she'll work. She wants this. Yeah, I completely agree. I just inherently trust the technology. Look, the interface is very pretty. It's very professional. It's got a cool swishy name and a nice font. And I just went, you know what? They've got us, boo. They're going to like cradle us and carry us to our destination. They f***ing dropped us on our heads. <laughs> <laughs> They dropped us like Dakota Fanny dropped the baby in that Twilight movie. Wait, is that that weird Renesmee thing? No. She didn't throw Renesmee into the fire. She threw a different baby into the fire. Have I watched a different series? I only recall maybe Renesmee was so hideous it drove the other baby out of my memory. I'm not sure. It was a very throwaway baby, quite literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, is this the, this is the toddler. Right? Yes. Right, so the toddler had killed a whole village of, like, peasants or whatever, and um, uh, she walks in and goes, hoik, and just woofs him into the fire, right? Uh, you remember more about this than I do. I literally just remember them looking at each other, and then Dakota Fanning goes, <laughs> I don't know context. We are the yeeted baby of audiophiles, <laughs> so, um, veil. Yeah, there's that. So if we sound a little bit uh, mad this episode, that would be why. But thankfully... I actually went to like quite a calming event just earlier today, uh, put on by Apple to show off some of the, I guess I'm going to say new features of uh, the Apple Watch in terms of like wellness. I don't have an Apple Watch. I have a vintage Casio and it's starting to rust. And It looks cool though. It does look cool. Thank you. But if this ends up being the thing that gets me into Apple Watches, I'll be very happy because I'm a bit of a, like I'm a bit of a wellness freak like I like wellness mindfulness that stuff really appeals to me so talk us through what you actually went through this morning off the bat I will say that the Apple Watch is literally my most favorite piece of useless technology wow like I don't think anyone needs this. You can very easily live without it, but once you have it you will not want to live without it. Gotcha. I love it so much. And I also recognize that primarily what I use it for is to let me know if I have notifications on my phone, (laughs) 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 which is, which is why it was kind of a a fun session because I found out a lot more about some of the features that it has that I didn't know about because I don't, I don't read the patch notes and I don't go searching through the settings for every single app because who does that? Are you saying that they showed you stuff that your Apple Watch has always been able to do and you didn't know? Or is there a bunch of stuff that's going to be put into the watch that will be exciting at some point in the future? Both. Actually, one thing that apparently it has always had or at least has had for many years that I didn't know about is the watch has the ability to ping your phone if you've lost it. So you can like press a button and your phone makes a noise, which is actually, actually that is the main use of the Apple Watch 
It's so, so, so handy. But I didn't know that if you hold that down, it also makes the flashlight go off. Uh, hang on, the flashlight on the phone? Yeah. Oh, that's so great. That would be really great. If you could hack other people's phones and play Murder in the Dark, or if you were a serial killer and wanted to find the person hiding in the closet, you could just murder by Apple Watch. You know what? This is not the sales pitch they need. No, Paul. No, it's for personal use when you're trying to run out the door and you need to find your phone. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I just really want to kill people in an efficacious way that uses tech <laughs> In a sort of synergistic <laughs> manner. No, okay, so... He's joking, he's joking, he's never going to do a murder. I can hear, like, all of all lawyers screaming in the distance. It's... Oh, my God, they're here. Oh, no. I'll hide in the closet. Oh, they have Apple Watches. See, I'm screwed. It's a flawless system. <laughs> so, okay, murder is great. It's not... Oh, my God, it's not great. But <laughs> I want and need to talk about wellness. You haven't really brought up the wellness part yet. Okay, right. So, Apple Watch is obviously... Most people use it as a fitness tracker or, like, they really like the fitness and heart rate and stuff uh, features mm. on it, which I do too, but I think that I'm not... Maybe not as much of a wellness guy as you, but something that they have introduced is quote unquote state of mind, which is an addition to their mindfulness app, which I guess is on the watch and the phone. Um, But the watch mindfulness app, it like takes you through deep breathing stuff. I never use it. That's why I'm so like deeply anxious and strange. Uh, But they have this new state of mind element to it where you can just do kind of daily check-ins. Uh, at multiple times through the day mm. if you want and it'll prompt you where you just track your mood so you can go from like very pleasant to very unpleasant or anywhere in between and then it'll give you a bunch of words to be like okay when you say you're feeling pleasant like what does that look like for you are you calm are you joyous are you peaceful are you content mm. um, and so you don't have to come up with emotion words yourself which I find hard and then you just click the things and then it goes okay well what are the factors that have led to this feeling has it got to do with friends or family or work do you feel satisfied um And you click those and then you can add additional notes. And I guess the idea behind it is it just, yeah, it gives you a little bit of data to help you track your mood, which I believe can be correlated to things like your sleep data to see if there's, you know, all these different factors that may be influencing how you're feeling. I really like that. And something interesting about the Apple Watch is that, you know, it can do things like measure your heart rate, your pulse, your step count, all that other stuff. So... With those stats, it's figuring them out based on your movement and kinetics and stuff. I'm assuming that the Apple Watch cannot, after a while, intuit how you feel based on those biological factors. This is specifically you telling it how you feel, right? It's not figuring that out. Yes, I don't think they have any senses for that yet. And oh my God, I hope not. That feels that feels like being red, you know? Yeah. That feels like when you hang out with one of those people that's just so deeply empathetic that they look at you and they're like something has happened to you recently and you're like that was my private little thought and i was not prepared to share it right it's like having a therapist who's too good or one of those weird pickup artists who uses neuro-linguistic programming to read your body language and tell that you were like negged by your dad growing up you know those people who kind of read body language and manipulate you i'm the the watch i assume is doing you look horrified have you not heard of this i didn't know that was a thing so nlp is this whole thing and there's a magician in the uk called Darren Brown, who does a positive version of it. So he'll do big magic shows and he will effectively, it's not hypnosis, but he will plant suggestions in you based on your body language and certain other things. And he'll make you 
do or say things that uh, feel as if you were doing them completely of your own volition. And then he goes, ah, you were thinking of this, weren't you? And he kind of does these big gotcha moments. But the toxic version is taking those little neuro-linguistic programming cues and using them to manipulate people into doing what you want. And there was a big craze in the 2000s where the skeeviest fedora-wearing neckbeard dudes would use these techniques to try and, uh, you know, manipulate women. Yeah, but I would assume it takes... Skill, right? Like, can anyone just do this? Because because those guys that you're sort of painting a picture of, I don't perceive as maybe being naturally charismatic, which I almost feel you would need to be to do this kind of thing effectively. No? Yeah, I think charisma is like a very specific type of fuel that if you put in the wrong car, the car will uh, not work or explode. So what you want is a really refined racing car that can handle that much juice. So Darren Brown, very charming very charismatic, and he's not trying to get you to do things that you don't want to do. And I think that's one of the tricks, right? So you're not breaking that fourth wall. You're not making someone behave in an unnatural way. You are making them do something pleasant, frothy, silly, light, which doesn't kind of, um, you know, break the illusion at any point. From my understanding, therapy is very different. Therapy is about uh, letting you tell them how you feel. It's not about going in and getting prescriptive advice or being nudged that's more of a counsellor type thing, isn't it? Well, I mean, technically anyone can call themselves a counsellor. Uh, so they could be out here doing anything. Sure. But I did find out that the watch has a sensor that I wasn't aware of, which is a daylight sensor. It can now tell you they've like updated the software to use it, I guess. Because yeah. it, it's always had like a light sensor in it. But uh, it now will tell you how long you spent in daylight per day. And I looked at mine and it said 36 hours. Which doesn't feel like enough, especially given that I did go for a walk that day. Hang on. 36 hours per day. Oh, no. Sorry. Minutes, minutes, minutes. Okay. So we've learned that the Apple Watch is probably going to be pretty useful if you're a vampire and you need to get back indoors before you burst into flames. (laughs) But did you learn anything else about the Apple Watch's new features? Well, if you are a vampire and you have burst into flames... then it's a good thing that you can use the watch to make an emergency SOS call via satellite. (laughs) This is not an ad, by the way. That sounded quite addy, didn't it? Mm, uh, Not for humans. Not for humans. (laughs) But no, I think that is cool. Like knowing that you have a little bit of that safety, I guess, in like another device that can call for help in a different way. If you're like in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, it was fun. I also, I did a little mini yoga thing with one of the fitness plus presenters coaches from their like little subscription video fitness thing they brought two of them from america wow and one of them did a little yoga thing how did you find you and dude they're ripped they're fucking ripped the chick had abs yeah there's a real yoga instructors are, are getting they're getting kind of marvel bodies and i i wonder how that interferes with their flexibility how are you with uh, how did you do it yoga uh, did you fare okay oh uh, it was really really light stuff right. it was yoga light we basically put our arms in the air and then out to the side <laughs> that's a me- that's the beginning of a mexican arms wave yeah then we waved them around like we just did not care yeah it was all about peace and mindfulness you see although Arms in the air and waving them around is a really nice way to see a ripped yoga instructor's toned bod. So, And I did. Well done. Speaking of toned bods, though, <laughs> you've been playing with a, a, a on. steely bod. Yes, he did it. I have indeed. Uh, <laughs> I have been playing. That's great. We're going to talk about his body lots. Don't worry. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I have a bit of a weird connection with your... Oh, don't start it with I have a weird connection. (laughs) Yeah, there's a port in the back and it just fits... Oh. Chef's kiss. No, uh, my name is Paul Verhoeven, and the director Paul Verhoeven uh, is a famous film director from specifically the eighties and nineties. Rad. He did Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, and he also did RoboCop. Yeah, his films are pretty good. They're horrifically violent. They're very satirical. Oh. And RoboCop basically follows a human police officer in a dystopian futuristic Detroit who gets killed in the line of duty and a, a company that owns the police called OCP, which is sort of like a typical big, rich, bad guy corporate company, takes his brain and bits of his body and grafts them onto a police officer robot called RoboCop that is meant to do their bidding, but it becomes a story about how the human spirit wins out and RoboCop's humanity sort of cannot be suppressed. So the game... I don't know if you said that you played a game. I feel like that came out of nowhere. Like, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the recording, but Paul, you are all over the shop today. Let me just go back and see if I did mention that. Okay, fair call, I did. There is a game that has come out uh, called RoboCop... (laughs) Rogue City, which is a, look, it's a fully licensed game made in collaboration with MGM Studios, and they've got Peter Weller back to voice Robocop, and it's a story that sits between the second and third films, and it's really, really good. And what's nice, Rad, is that I... I'm going through a bit of a rebuild year. I'm trying to kind of uh, figure some stuff out about myself and try and become a better person, a stronger person. Weirdly, I was playing this game going, I kind of am learning... I'm learning some little uh, life lessons from uh, from RoboCop. He never relents. He never backs down. And I have a quote here that pretty accurately sums up his level of, um, you know, his attitude and his chutzpah. I'm never given up. Jojo Siwa. <laughs> <laughs> I've always looked to Jojo Siwa as a bastion of uh, wisdom. Yeah. Intelligence. Uh-huh. She just has a perspective on life that I think needs to be shared. I think so. And in fact, you expressed to me how much you uh, find her wisdom endearing. So uh, anytime I have to quote anyone throughout the show, I'm now only going to quote Jojo Siwa, just out of respect. <laughs> so, so. Uh, but Paul, you did kind of imply that Robocop taught you how to love. Hmm. I didn't say it in those words, although I did talk about the um, thermal exhaust port. Or something like that. No, Robocop is a character who encounters adversity. I find something incredibly romantic about people just doing the work, right? There is something very romantic about people who, in spite of all the fuss and all the noise and all the trauma, they just get down to it and they do the work. And if the work involves doing the right thing, that is doubly romantic to me. So, of course, it doesn't help that he's a cop, but he's one of the good ones. Part of the reason I wanted to champion the game is that you spend about half of it doing actual police work. I'm talking community-based, like, grassroots policing, and it's bananas. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man chase the guy who stole someone's purse down, punch him in the head, return the purse? Except less violence. It's really weird. So you're walking around as a robotic cop. 
And there are two of the directives programmed into Robocop. One is uphold the law, and that's just being like an absolute, that's just being a pig. That's like full-blown cop, just being an absolute cop and narc about, right. And on the other side of the moral barometer is serve the public trust. And you actually have, there's a hidden kind of slider in the game where you can either go along with the police uh, directives, which are very strict and prescriptive, or if someone goes, hey man, come on, just cut me a break. It's been a bad week. You can go, all right, I will let you go. But remember, money saved is money earned. Like he basically tries his best to be forgiving and nice and flexible and pliant. And as you do this, the community starts to change their perception of you. So halfway through the game, I'm walking down an alleyway and there's rob- there's like graffiti on the wall saying Robocop rules and this big mural of me. And I looked it up and the graffiti changes depending on how much of a cop you are or not. So it's a game where you play a cop, where you are rewarded for not being a cop. Or rewarded for being the kind of cop that cops should probably be a bit more like, if that makes sense. Is there any penalty if someone does something super hectic and you know they did it and they're like, I don't care. I love cutting off women's feet and putting them in little (laughs) jars and then drinking the pickling juice. And you're like, well, it seems like you're going through some tough stuff. I'm going to let you go. Is there any penalty for that kind of copping? He doesn't look at them and say, you've been having a hard brine lately and then just sort of (laughs) let them go. Like there's a real... real... You do seem like you're in a bit of a pickle he does <laughs> my, foot in my mouth there he does actually have there is a line like there is absolutely a line and the line seems to be if someone draws a gun and makes it absolutely like if there's no other choice the gunplay begins and the gunplay is great because he's made of metal he weighs about three tons and he can't jump so all you could do is walk around like a human tank just stoically shooting bad guys but the rest of the game you're just talking to people and you rescue a cat at one point that's really cute yeah and it's a hidden achievement you don't have to you're you're going through a building that's on fire and you hear a meow and if you go back into the flames search through apartments grab the cat and bring it out a character later on remembers that you did it and it affects the plot that is very cool man games have come really far and that gunplay sounds like something that my dad would really like because he plays cod he plays like blobs 2 or something wow is it blobs or is it modern warfare 2 i can't remember which one it is but he puts on god mode and will just (laughs) go through levels with like people directly shooting in his face and he'll really slowly and calmly just kill them that's and then sometimes he'll walk away from his computer because he like wants to go make a cup of tea or something (laughs) and he'll be swarmed (laughs) yeah and the screen will be red and they'll be flashing and he'll just make his cup of tea come sit back down (gasps) hands back on the mouth (laughs) and shoot them in the head this is like the ultimate power fantasy of like a retail worker who is impervious to abuse (laughs) from being customers just the red fog in and they just drift away hear calming music ocean sounds as the gunfire you can almost hear it it's I'm feeling relaxed already. This is Apple Watch grade relaxation. It's very mindful. (laughs) Um, One of the things I wanted to run by you, Rad, is the question, because the game and Robocop and a lot of science fiction tries to answer the question, if we go through a drastic change, like a big upheaval, whether it's a physical change or a mental change or lifestyle or a breakup or a death or whatever, and we come out on the other side, are we the same person? And the game, it sort of tries to say that there are people in your life who, no matter how much you change, will keep you on track and will remind you of who you are and will help you keep in touch with your humanity. And the game's full of that. So it's full of like really dumb dick jokes. Like if you shoot someone in the dick, they actually react as if you have and they make loud noises, they scream and they yell that their their dick's been shot off. And then the next minute, 
Murphy's being reminded of his inherent humanity by the cops at the station who are like, you're one of us, you're one of the good guys. And I have a quote here which really sums up uh, my point, I feel. Mm-hmm. I just want to make people happy and make a difference in people's lives. Jojo Siwa. <laughs> Did you, I okay. This is this is an aside. This is an aside, and this is pure gossip. Like I yeah. do not know if there is any truth to this story. Sure. Um, it's literally something that I saw on TikTok, and I I'm not saying this as a spreading rumors or lies thing. I'm just saying it as I saw this funny TikTok that I want to tell you about. It could be completely false. Okay, but there was a girl doing one of those. Put a finger down. TikToks and she was saying that basically there was a girl that she was talking to and then she introduced her to her best friend and then the girl she was dating and the best friend basically started to hang out together and be really weird and talk to each other a lot and the original girl's kind of like hey you guys are getting really close and this is a little bit odd I'm starting to get uncomfortable and they were like no no it's fine there's nothing going on and then they ended up going on a trip to Miami together and like not telling the original girl and it got really messy and eventually she's like yeah no I'm done here uh and then very shortly after those two announced that they actually like were dating now and the caption said what if I told you it was Jojo Siwa You still love her? My affection for Jojo Siwa (laughs) begins and ends at the fact that instead of saying (laughs) it has a certain je ne sais quoi, I like to say it has a certain Jojo Siwa. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I have heard you say this uh, in actually situations that are far too serious for you to say that. Because I actually forget that it's not the saying. Yeah, I know. You've replaced the real thing with your Jojo Siwa thing. And you know what? It it scratches the exact same cognitive itch. That's not a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like instead of Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. It's Whitney Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> and then you add on top of that, yeah. Mike Whitney... Mike Whitney Houston, we have a problem. Weirdly, this does uh, tie back to the theme of if you change a thing, uh, how much can you change it before it doesn't resemble the thing? So Plutarch talked about going from Jojo Siwa to Plutarch is going to give me whiplash. Plutarch talked about the ship of Theseus. So Theseus' ship that he journeyed on uh, when he got back from Athens was kept in this like museum and a bunch of academics basically said it was out for like 30 years and they replaced effectively every part of this ship from the sails to the planks to whatever. So the question is, is it still his ship? I think it is if you replace stuff slowly enough so the new stuff has time to acclimate and become a part of the whole before you replace something else. So things need to be integrated. So you can't go straight to Mike Whitney Houston, we have a problem because that's that's too fast. You need to add just Whitney Houston, then Mike Whitney Houston. Yes, which I think you'll find I did in my explanation. Yes. Thus integrating the small parts of it and making the whole whole. The more I talk, the more logical it sounds, doesn't it? This whole thing got really profound very quickly. I mean, Rad, this might just be like a licensed shooter made by a kind of mid-grade-ish studio, but it's also a story about, you know, a a cop and and a man getting back off the mat and getting back to his job. And I'm actually reminded of a quote by Jojo Siwa. I just always wear bows. I always love bows. And it's always been my thing. (laughs)
Paul, I think that uh, I think this episode has a certain Jojo and that is it for this episode <laughs> of Game for Anything. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Um, hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. That has that has lifted my mood after the anger that I felt at losing the last episode. Yeah, I completely agree. We both walked in here fueled by rage and now we are just sparkling like a vampire about to get yeeted into a fire. So thank you honestly so much for listening to another episode of Game for Anything and uh, f*** you very much to Riverside. Unless they manage to recover our file, in which case we like you again. The ball's in your court. My love is conditional. As it should be. Uh, hi, Rad here. Just a little update from us. Shortly after we record this episode, actually... While we were recording this episode, an email came through from Riverside Support mm. saying that they did manage to retrieve our file. So thank you, Riverside Support, and sorry for the sorry sorry for the things that we may may have said and the tone in which we said it. I'd like to issue a thank you actually because our rage at you led to what I think was a pretty sterling uh, piece of work. So if you meant to make us angry, thank you. If you didn't. It's okay. And I'm reminded uh, of yet another quote by Jojo Siwa. Anything can go wrong, but you can't think about it all the time. You have to enjoy every moment. <laughs> and, I have another, and I have another Jojo Siwa quote. Yeah. Keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> There's always time to grow older. You can never grow younger. Shit, that's really good. Actually, Rad, there's a quote here from Jojo, which um, I'd like to uh, say specifically to you. Dancing and singing are the two things that have stuck with me throughout my life. No, that's the wrong one. Sorry. We do it better when we're together. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Isn't it? That's so nice. I have one last one for you, Paul. <laughs> you can cut all the heavy breathing. I know. I need to turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can do it. I can can do this. History has shown you can't, but please. (laughs) I have been dyeing my hair since I was two. (laughs) Sorry, I I missed out a part. I have been dyeing my hair since I was like two. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> I'm gonna stop, gonna stop recording now.